Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, and what y'all produces good fruits in your lives. Kudos for those that got that right. <laughs> today, we are at part 22 of the Ambassador Series, um, and we are going to talk today about small steps, big results. Yep. Um, today might be a little, a little calmer than the last couple episodes. I know y'all been like, "Woo, she is on fire." with this man yeah yeah you know just being obedient to what god had me release but um i want to help those out there that are um that need to take a step back you know some of you are like me and you're you you revved up you right you like you ready to go let's go and i have to understand that sometimes i gotta slow it down a little bit Mm mm-hmm I learned that from my spiritual life coach. She always talk about a slow cooker. Like, slow it down. Let it let it cook some. Let it simmer, baby. And so I realized, like, okay, let me slow down a bit because I'm passionate about this thing. You guys can hear it in the way I talk, the way I teach. Like, I'm so passionate about the things of kingdom, the things that are truly of God and us operating in the full totality of our calling, the full totality of our anointing, and the full authority that God gave us in this earth to be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. More importantly, dominion. And I, like many other people, have just grown tired of seeing the enemy having dominion where we're supposed to have territory. So if this season, if the last few episodes have just seemed a little like... You want to know where I was coming from? Okay, this is the explanation for you, okay? I'm passionate about this thing. I want you to get it. I want you to get everything that God has for you. The enemy got stuff blocked off for y'all. We learned about that in Daniel, where you may release a prayer of blessings, but there's a spiritual warfare that's happening in the spirit realm. And because the enemy doesn't want you to get your stuff. And so in that fight... You got to still stay steadfast. But a lot of times we get weary in the well-doing. We get weary in the waiting process. We get weary in the stages. So then you give up. And God says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to give up. I want you to still stand steadfast, believing for it, holding on to the promise, holding on to the fact that God has it for you, and just keep on keeping on (laughs) in faith trusting that okay it's just a matter of time it's going to come it's going to come baby trust me i don't tell you anything that i'm not going through myself there are prayers that i've prayed that family members have prayed for me that my ancestors have prayed for me and i'm like okay god i ain't seen the manifest yet but i know who you are and i'm going to trust that it's going to come hello somebody I'm believing, God, that you are a man of your word and that your word will not return to you void. And so you already promised that in Isaiah 55 that I am waiting for my blessings. I'm waiting for the things that I've been praying to you about. I done cried and prayed. I done tarried in the faith. I done um, fasted. I mean, I done, God done did everything I'm supposed to do. And so I'm waiting on you, God. 
And one of the things that you learn about when it comes to waiting on the Lord, as we learn about in Isaiah, um, Isaiah 40, is that he renews your strength. He gives you the endurance you need while you wait. Because again, what we may see in the earth is is less real than the nat than the spiritual realm. The spiritual, the supernatural is more real than this natural realm. I talked about that before in this season. And so God is saying today, the things that I have for you, that the the uh version of you that I created, the promises I released over your life directly but also indirectly through his word that is for all of us so there's a collective blessings that's for all of us and then there are individual blessings that god says i want you to have that i want you to do this in the earth i want you to manifest this in your life but we have to understand that it takes practicality it takes us doing our part the parts that we can but part of that is tapping into the father to ask god hey what's the wisdom in the strategy right now what should i be gleaning from in this process in this season okay i gotta understand that right now everything is in your control but what can i be doing while i'm here so that i'm not just twiddling my thumbs what can i be learning how can i be growing how can i be developing and understand that um you may look at it as a huge mountain a huge problem that that you need an answer to that you need got to show up with but what i've learned from god is when he gives us the solution and it has to do with just us and and nobody else in that moment break it down this is why i said small steps big results because if you break it down into small steps you will see the bigger result on the horizon that's just like even for those out there that are struggling with your faith and you're like man i wish i had you know strong powerful faith god says if you just break it down to small steps do daily things and and continue being consistent in that you will see a big result you will see an increase you will see a roi a, re, a return on your investment and this is why um i'm gearing up to teach a course um on um on bible study applications well it's a it's a Bible study devotional, but it's on biblical application on how to apply the biblical principles directly to your life. And so stay tuned. I'll release some more information. So for those of you out there, um, everywhere, wherever you are, Canada, America, India, Asia, I don't know where you are. Um, thank y'all for your support. Uh, but for those of you out there that want to join, it'll be um, a six week course um that that we'll start off with first and then we'll you know see uh from there but a six-week course where i'm going to be teaching on how directly to apply the biblical principles to your life so it'll be more intense than what we get on the podcast and what you guys get on my youtube channel at andre griffin rogers but um but today i wanted to break down um how do you take your faith and get it to the level where you truly believe God without a shadow of a doubt that his promises are yes and amen. Because I know we hear that in church, but a lot of times, um, especially if you haven't stretched your faith or experienced God in a, um, a stretched capacity, 
you find it difficult to believe that particular scripture that his promises are yes and amen. Because you're like, well, I haven't really seen his promises manifest in my life. Or, or so you think. Because we all see his promises every single day. The fact that we're living, breathing, moving, have roof over our heads, have food on the table. It may not be everything you want, but you got something to fill your belly. Or something to at least take away the hunger pain. So you got something. God says, th those are some of the promises. I told, I told you I would never leave you nor forsake you. I told you that I would keep you. That you wouldn't have to be begging for bread. I told you these things. These are, these are some of the promises. But then there are other things that we're like really praying God that you do that you move mightily in our lives that you use us in such a strong capacity to build up the kingdom to bring other disciples to in in, in which shape or form and so when we are starting off small we have to understand that if you break it down in baby steps you eventually see the big results and so I want to look at some particular scriptures today where um People broke it down into small steps and then they ultimately got to the end of the project, end of the assignment, end of they got to their, their destination they wanted to be. But they broke it down. Um, before I get to the Bible, I want to give you my own personal example. I wouldn't be here today. Not that I'm at the there I desire to be, but I wouldn't at least be here with you guys today had I not broke it down. You know, when I first started. This is back in 2017, April 25th, 2017. I talk about this date all the time. If you are a day one, been following the podcast since it first started. Um, thank you for your support, by the way. But even if you're not, still thank you for your support and your love. Um, but when I first started, after God gave me the commission to um, teach the gospel through my story, after he called me, when he first did that, I didn't know how to do that. And I even wrote about it because at that time I had a blog called ajeezlife.com. And when I was doing that blog, I even wrote about like, oh my God, I just had this encounter with Jesus in heaven. And, and it was so amazing. And I even wrote down, you know, the part of the wilderness and then going into the uh, temple in heaven and and, and, and all those jazz. So I, I wrote it all down. And, and, um, but I also wrote down, like, I didn't know how to apply that. Like, Jesus, you just gave me this huge commission, and I was thankful. I, I was so excited. Like I said, I even posted it on the blog, not only writing it down privately, but posted it on the blog. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I just had this encounter with Jesus Christ. This is so amazing. Like, we all, as believers, as Christians, Messianic Jews, whatever, you, this is an, uh, an experience you hope to one day encounter, and yet, I couldn't believe that Jesus gifted me with such um, an encounter, with such a, a blessing. Like, I thought I would have to die in order to have that encounter. And so, you, you mean, tell me I had that encounter here while I'm still alive on earth? Wow, like, my mind was blown. And so, I remember, after Jesus gave me this commission to teach the gospel through my story, um, and, uh, and he and specifically told me that, that that is your job, I'm giving you the authority to do it. And I said, uh, okay, well, um, I don't really know how to do that, but I'll try my best. And, and so, but I kept praying about it. I didn't just like immediately jump into it and just start doing stuff. I kept it in prayer because I was like, okay, God, I don't want to get it wrong. You just gave me such a huge task. And while I have seen other 
pastors and teachers and prophets and bishops and you name it and evangelicals i've seen all these different people operating in in the sphere of ministry i don't have um i don't come from a line of parents who are pastors and so it was like god i don't really know how to be a pastor like i'm no teacher like these and i remember saying this to god like i'm not like these other people and i was thinking in my mind of like all these greats that we see um in the church and i was like i, I can't do it like them i don't know how to do this god i didn't go to seminary school and god had to deal with me on the process uh, and it was a process it wasn't just like in that particular experience uh, in heaven and the vision there were also uh, a time that had to go by I talked before earlier this season, uh, uh, not so long ago, about the click. Like, there was a time that had to go by before it actually clicked for me to realize, oh, God has given me this authority. And since the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm, then I need to stop fighting this thing and step up into it. But like I said, this is going back to April 25th, 2017, y'all. So here we are in 2023, where it finally clicked for me. But back in 2017, it, it still was like, how do I do this, guy? I know you're telling me that I don't really need the degree because you're anointing me to do it. But I don't like I've, I've been a girl who has been brought and raised in school my entire life. Even when I was in high school, I didn't really have my summers off because I was doing um, college prep at Florida A&M University at FAMU. So it was I never really had time off. And even when I went into college, I would still do summer courses. So it was like, all I know is school, God. That's the only way I know to get ahead, to do anything, to achieve anything, to accomplish anything. And here you are shifting me to do something major that's big that I don't even know how to give you results in. I don't know how to do that, God, because I've only known how to be a student and how to um, do that well. And now you're calling me to do this big thing for you to be this kingdom ambassador in such a way that I don't even have a construct. I, I can't go to my parents to ask for advice. I, I don't know. I mean, and, and though I have godparents who um, are deacon and deaconesses, that's still not the same as a pastor. That's still not, and that's definitely not the same as a prophet. Which, granted, that instructions for those like, wait a minute, well, where did the prophet part come in? God gave me that a little bit later, <laughs> but. But even with that, in, in terms of our message, he will give you small steps to get to the big result. And so for me, it was the first small step of teach the Gospels through your story. And, and what I was already doing on my blog was um, encouraging people like I do you guys, but just in written form, encouraging people through the word of God um, and I would, you know, tell about my journey. Like, oh, hey, I just learned this today while I was reading the Bible. So I wanted to share with you guys. And I hope it encourages you. And that would be that. And so God was basically telling me, like, continue what you're doing. But stop being afraid to do it. Because I was very timid. I was very nervous. Because I was like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this. Nobody gave me the um, authority. Nobody told me, meaning human beings, told me that it's okay for me to do this. And so I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I had a few backlashes as well of people that's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. So that added to my timidity of like, I don't think I should be doing this, God. But what I had to learn that he gave me the commission to do it in April 25th, 2017 was I had to go pray about it. Because I'm like, God, this is a huge thing. 
that you want me to do. You're asking me to step and stretch my faith, step into something in the unknown that I have never done before. Be a kingdom ambassador in this way. I only know how to be a laity. And for those who are like, what is a laity? It's a lay member. It's it's a member of the congregation. People that just come to the church, basically. Um, and But that are members of that church. It's like, God, I only know how to be that. And now you are transitioning me to step up and be a leader in the church. And we learn about that in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 12. Um, that these are gifts that the, that the Lord gives us to the church of our leaders, teachers, pastors, um, a prof, um, prophets, apostles, um, disciples, and evangelists. And so I'm like, God, like, I don't know how to do this. And I don't have anybody I can go to to ask for advice. But I said, I'm going to be obedient, God. And so I prayed. And two days later, God gave me a scripture. <laughs> and it was just like, he, you know, it was another um, experience with him and encounter with him. But in a slightly different way, where it was more about the Holy Spirit. And, and it was a scripture. And I was like, uh, okay. I think it was John 10 something. I have to go back and look at my notes. But he gave me the scripture. And I said, okay, well. I'll take this, Lord, and I'll do my best. And and but I kept praying about it because I was like, okay, God, this is big. This is big. And I would love to say that, um, you know, God made made um, made it easier for me, or God gave me even more, um, like bomb type of style uh, strategies. But no, it was just small things. Here, do this. Here, do that. Do that. And He took me along the way. Of the journey of, of small. So I first was teaching through my blog. Because that was my comfort zone. I talked talk before earlier this season on how to identify your purpose. Part of your purpose is attached to the talents he already gave you. And the spiritual gifts he's um, already given you as well. And you have those things in you innately when you're a child before you were even born. And so for me, I, I had the spiritual gift of being a helper and an encourager. Um, and a leader, but I also had the talent of writing and storytelling. And so it was like, okay, well, though you just gave me my purpose, God, I'm going to take what I know how to do. I still have my blog. I'll teach in that capacity. And so I did until 2020. <laughs> but even before 2020, God gave me another big thing that was going to come up of you're going to start a Christian community. And I said, uh, excuse me, <laughs> come again. <laughs> Wait a minute now. That's that's really big, God. Like, hold on. I've been doing this for a year because that was literally a year later in February 2018. Okay, but I've been I've been doing this and I'm you know still getting fairly comfortable and teaching the gospels in this way. And now you're telling me that I'm gonna be starting a Christian community. Like, you sure you don't mean for me to go find one? And so I even went out looking for y'all. I went out looking for one, and God was like, You're not gonna find what I want you to build. You got to build it. So I said, all right, God. All right. Well, this is a big result. This is something big you want me to do. I don't know how to do it, but God helped me to break it down. And so by the time 2020 came, I'm just kind of fast tracking y'all through the story because it's a lot. So just keep up with me. Um, you know, skipping over some pieces, but by the time, uh, 2020 came, um, actually right before my birthday, October 10th, 2020, uh, right before then, I started putting together, um, through prayer and, and what I was hearing the Lord tell me to do, uh, a Christian community, just very small group of people that I started to teach and minister to. And because we were still at the, you know, beginning mid stages of COVID, it was just all through zoom. 
and I just did what I could with what I had access to already. I had a phone, I had a computer, I can get on Zoom, and I used it, you know. And and that's how I taught. And and actually, even the beginning stages, um, which is so funny because a lot of people are still around today. They like, um, yeah, we remember when you used to just read everything on your page, because <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of people that got called to be speakers for him, I, I noticed this, uh, and people that are much ahead of me. Um, and they tell their story. They're like, oh, yeah, when I first started pre preaching or whatever, I will write down my entire message. And I said, that's me. <laughs> I will write down my entire messages in 2020. And so when it came time to um, preach it, I would literally read the same thing, the same type of article, basically, that I would have posted on my blog. I was reading it to the people I was ministering to. And thankfully, they were kind enough to listen and receive it. Um, but I but I can't. But again, like just small step after small step after small step then after 2020 came 2021 and god said okay add some more groups which meant some more people were going to be joining and so i did that i had three other groups that i was doing and three other small groups i was doing i was teaching in that capacity and and then um you know all leading me up to right now where i'm at of the podcast because in 2020 um two god said okay now you're gonna start a podcast and it was just like, what? Like, okay, God, I need you to like confirm that. Well, actually, the end of, by end of twenty twenty one, he was saying start a podcast. But I said, God, I need help on that. I'm gonna need you to confirm it, and then again, give me strategy on how to take that small step, that small leap, because this seems really big, God. I don't know how to do that. I'm not not really comfortable in talking in front of people. I don't know how I'm going to be entertaining or even be informational. Um, or informative, excuse me, for people to receive on the podcast, God. But he took me step by step, helping me along the way. So that by the time 2022 came, I was ready to do the podcast. And I even felt it in my heart like, bet, I am ready now. And so here we are in 2023, <clears throat> excuse me, and in season four. And God has been helping me even get to this point of um, now you're ready. You're ready to step into even more that I have for you. Part of the even more that he's had for me that finally clicked for me as I talked before was stepping into the role of a prophet because he had been speaking to me along the way. I told you I was, you know, skipping parts of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he had been speaking to me along the way. Um, and it finally, um, I think it was earlier this year where he questioned me on why do you think Jeremiah, um, you quote a lot of Jeremiah. And why do you think Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 is one of your favorite scriptures? And I didn't even like think about it until he asked me the question. And I responded to God. I said, well, um, and for those that's like, what does that scripture say? It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. And I said, um, well, just let me know, God, that you knew me <laughs> before I was born and that you had a plan for me. And God says, yes, but read the rest of that. And so I said, so I, and then again, even with that, I, God had to work on me with that, develop me with that, help me understand, help me grow into who I am today of embracing being a prophet. For those that have been following this podcast since season one, you know, this has been the season that I have talked a lot about visions and dreams. I have been, I've been sharing with you guys so much more visions and dreams that God gave me. Now, I got a ton of visions and dreams that God has given me, but I never felt comfortable to speak them. And so from season one to season three, I didn't really speak them that much. But finally something clicked. 
And it was because God helped me understand that I've been taking you small step by small step by small step to get to the big result. And and how you do that is just like I was doing, y'all. You work the little bit that you can until the next piece comes. Like a jigsaw puzzle. God gives you maybe the full picture on the box. And like, ooh, that's nice and pretty. That's beautiful. Because even at the time when God, after God called me in uh, 2017, he started to show me big visions of me and capacities that I, I couldn't even fathom. And, you know, speaking on stages and, and doing some amazing, miraculous things that prophets do, like healing and whatnot. And I was like, I, I, God, how? How are you saying I'm going to do that? God showed me the ages of revival and how big it's going to get, you know, that this is going to be a big conglomerate. And I'm like, God, I, I don't know how all of that's going to happen. But along the way, he gave me small steps, small steps. Small morsels of bread. Take this. Take that. Like a jigsaw puzzle. I saw the big picture. But he said, okay, now take that little piece right there and put that here. That goes there. All right. Now, when you're ready to get another piece, okay, go for that piece. And so on and so forth. And I'm seeing the tapestry. I'm seeing the, the puzzle come together. And I'm like, wow. And so we don't have to be afraid or stressed out or worried or concerned on any project or any thing we're trying to achieve in our life that seems like the mountain is too big we can have faith to believe that even if us a small mustard seed of faith to believe that you know what god if you say so i'm going to trust and believe that this can happen that this can work that this can um that this can be all that you said it can be all that you created me to be i believe it god and i'm just going to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And this particular scripture that I wanted to read you guys on this. It talks about um, if you have just even a mustard seed of faith. Just, just a small mustard seed. If you go Google what a mustard seed is. You will realize it's really not that big at all. And so it goes as this. Luke 17. Actually, no, let me start at Matthew 17 first. Matthew 17, verse 20 reads, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible. And then Luke 17 um, Jesus responds to one of the apostles who questions about faith. And he says, show us how to increase our faith, Jesus. And the Lord answered, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. And so we have to understand that again, God will just give us small steps, but it's what you do with that small step, that small ounce of faith. Go Google mustard seed. It's not that big. I, I promise you. It's not that big. And God says if you just have that little teeny bit. And believe. Don't waver in your belief either. Don't doubt. But truly believe. Then you will see what you're asking to you know um, to see. And so this also brings me to another uh, story. I'm going to paraphrase it. Because I see um, we getting near close to uh, being out of time. But 
um there's a story of a man in the bible called nehemiah and i've taught on this before but as it relates to this message and about how god will call us to do big things even as a king as a um a king's ambassador he calls to do big things but he doesn't just throw us out there with to the wolves without having a strategy he gives us what we need in the process and he breaks it down in small steps for the big result um and so with nehemiah um nehemiah feels in his heart he hears about what happened to jerusalem the walls that protected jerusalem uh in nehemiah chapter one and so we're going to go to nehemiah chapter two actually and he says you know i see this problem problem meets solution i taught on that earlier this season and so he's like i see this problem i see this dysfunction what's the solution god how can you know this um be resolved because it was something that was a big problem that even bothered him and i talked before on how the reason why certain dysfunction certain problems and situations in the world bother us so much is because god says you're the solution i need you to care about that problem and tap into the father to get the wisdom and strategy you need to fix the problem will be a part of the solution and you may say well wh why would god care why would i care because god cares and so it's why it's on your heart think about what you talk about a lot in the, in your day-to-day -day conversations what is the biggest thing you mainly complain about whether you're on your way to work or um talking to a friend or whatever or even if you are uh, to and from from the church and, and and you know every sunday or whenever you go to church uh throughout the week you see this problem and you like man i'm so sick and tired for example just something like i'm tired of seeing this problem at the um at the church where the woman's bathroom or the men's bathroom never got no um paper towels and you just complain and complain 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 you even went to somebody and said something about it and you still didn't see them resolve the problem. You want to know why it bothers you so much to the point where you probably even get irritated, frustrated. I mean, you would just talk to anybody who want to listen to the problem. And God says, because you're the solution. Don't keep looking at the problem and seeing the problem being irritated about it. Resolve it. Do something about it. Fix it. Um, I'll give you an example. Another example for personal. Um, I can't stand when people leave their stuff in the dryer. <laughs> like when you done washing your clothes now i i have a washer and dryer in my house so it's my people in my family when you done washing your clothes please take out the dryer so i can't stand when clothes are left in the dryer i used to complain about it y'all like complain 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 up the wazoo to anybody who will listen about how irritating this problem was for me like oh my gosh will you please just take your clothes out the dryer and fold them up and finally it just clicked for me where i said you know what problem meets solution i don't care if this person never comes to get their clothes out of the dryer that that's not my problem i can't control what they do i can control how i behave and react in this moment and because we learn in the bible that we work unto the lord and not for people i had to realize you know what what would my father want me to do about this situation and so I started to take it upon myself every time I would see it. It's not now it's not all the time, thankfully. But there are still a few times where it happens. And I said, you know what? Instead of complaining or instead of just saying I'm not gonna do laundry today, I'll just wait till somebody come get their stuff. No, I said, let me just take it out the dryer, 
fold it up, put it in their laundry basket, and take it to their room. And you know what? God, first of all, I felt like my father was filling my heart with peace, which meant like it was a smile on his face saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. But another thing that God helped me understand was you are finally putting into practice the next season I'm taking you into. Because sidebar for my singles out there, because we, you know, if you're like me and you're single, and if you desire to be married, and if you don't desire to be married, this ain't for you. But if you, this part ain't for you, rather. But if you desire to be married, here's a problem right now where you may be saying right now, like me when I gave it, like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have did that. Uh -huh. Then you're not ready to be married. Because in order to be married means, means that you need to be uh, die to yourself daily and be a team. Be a team player. Be about we. Your spouse may not always do things the way you want them done. Your spouse may not always show up in the capacity you want them to show up. They may leave a lot of big problems around. But that's the part of you being a helper. Now, yes, I know that in the Bible, ladies that were particularly called help meets. But the man is also supposed to be um, a crucial part in it as well. As it talks about in Ephesians, uh, I think it's uh, Ephesians 5 or 6, where it breaks down the role of a husband and a wife. The husband is to love, serve, and protect you and cover you, washing you with the um, water of the word in the same way that Christ loves us and, and covers us. He's going to be the head of the household as Christ the head of the church. And so there's responsibilities for him too, as well as it is for us. And so ladies, if you got a problem with serving, you have a problem with taking on something that you feel like is not your responsibility, even in your household, then God says you are not yet ready or you at your job. God says, you're not yet ready to be the help me. I need you to be for a spouse. And so you're going to keep waiting for that godly man he has for you. Or, you know, you'll do like some people do. And you're taking it upon yourself to just move without God. And then sadly, you find yourself frustrated and possibly wanting to divorce the person you want to hear to marry because it wasn't God's best. But if you know you want God's best, he's not going to send you his son if you not want to be a helper. Same thing for my fellas out there. If you know that you're not willing to protect and serve this woman and, and, and cover her and be a helper when she can't be the same way Jesus helps us and takes care of us, then you're not ready to be a, a husband. And so God helped me understand that in this, this particular example of like you're frustrated that the laundry constantly keeps being left in the dryer when you have the solution. There's a laundry basket right there. Fold the clothes up, put it in a laundry basket, and take it upstairs. God's not asking you to put it up. He just says, put it in the person's room or in front of their door. And then let them take their stuff and do it as they please. But why sit here and be frustrated in the problem when he's giving you the result? Take the next small step needed forward. And so you can apply that across the board. If you are working at your job and you know that they always forget to put um, paper in the printer you know i used to deal with that as well when i worked in corporate like oh my god you just finished printing out your whatever you your assignment was you know to uh bob joe or jane doe and you just printed out your last assignment and then you notice that the uh printer said it needs more ink or needs more paper and you just walk away because you got your stuff printed out but you didn't put i feel like i'm talking to somebody right now i feel like i'm hearing somebody right now like oh girl yes <laughs> Baby, I feel you. Okay, I was once there. And so you like, really? You you just going to walk away 
and not say nothing, not call IT, not, you know, do nothing. And sometimes, depending on where your office was and, and, and how big or small it was, sometimes the paper, for example, was literally right there. All you had to do was pull out the um the bucket thing and put the paper, the tray, and put a paper in and close it, and it's done. And reset it, and it's done. And the ink, a little bit different. But I, I, I encountered stuff like that. And, and again, I had God say, same thing to me, problem me, solution. Here goes something small that you could either make big by being frustrated or you can give give a big result by just handling it. And so I would just decide to say, you know what, I'm going to just handle it. It's not even worth the fight. Understand something, there are some battles that are not worth the fight. And there are some that are worth the fight. But even in the fight, it's about strategy and how you fight. And so um, I'm I'm go read Nehemiah. I'm not going to read all of the scripture, but go read the book of Nehemiah because you see that here's this man who has this big problem. He cares about the people because these are his this is basically his family. He cares about his hometown and he sees this problem that is just running roughshod all over the place. And he's like. What do I do about this problem, God? Like, it's breaking my heart to keep seeing this problem. I don't want to keep complaining about it or talking about it to anybody who will listen. God, I want to be a solution. I want to be a, a problem solver. And so God gives him the strategy of, well, go to the king and tell the king the problem. Now, Nehemiah first thought, well, I don't, you know, want to bother the king. But the king had discernment. And that's what I love about God. Because sometimes when we don't want to say anything, God will put it on somebody else's heart to say something for us. You know, for example, you ever like really be bothered by something and somebody just like, oh, what's wrong? You're like, nothing, nothing wrong. But they keep asking. So you finally tell them, yeah, because God put it on their heart to listen in that moment or even give you some wisdom in that moment that'll help you. And so take the help. And so, um, and so God did that with the king, like, you know, soften the king. They say uh, the king's name was Artaxerxes. He said, you know, soften his heart. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong, Nehemiah? And so Nehemiah tells him like, oh, well, you know, just problem at my home in my hometown, you know, with my family and everything. It's just really bothering me. And so the king says, well, what do you what do you need done? Like, what's the, the solution? OK, you're giving me this problem. But what's the the result? How do we solve it? And so Nehemiah says, oh, he, re he recognizes God is using uh, the king in this moment to help him. He says, oh, well, I was just thinking about X, Y and Z. The king says, OK, bet. Well. Let's let's go do it. You know, go ahead, do what you need to do. How long do you think it's gonna take? Nehemiah gave me an idea of how long it's gonna take. Said, okay, we'll go do it. You know, fill out the paperwork you need to fill out um, because you need my seal of approval so that the people will help you and give you all the building tools, or whatever you need when you get back home. That's how God works. We look at the problem in the mountain. We're like, oh my God, it's too big. But God says, if you have the faith to believe, I can remove the mountain. I can take care of it. But it's according to your faith. And so Nehemiah had enough faith to start speaking when the king asked what's wrong. And to some of you out there, the king may not necessarily be the leadership above you. It could necessarily just be God asking you what's wrong. What do you need? You know, um, I hear God saying keep going. So y'all bear with me, I'm keep going. <laughs> you know, I remember this vision God gave me where um, I used to think so small. Like literally so small, not even just a small step, just small thinking. Small in terms of asking God for big results. I just was like, God, I don't even want to bother 
bother you with it. This is even after God called me. And so God had to deal with me and say, in various ways, he dealt with me in visions and dreams. Where he would come to me and sit next to me and ask me, my child, what do, what do you want? What do you desire? And and I remember I like one particular vision God used because each time he came to me in the form of somebody I knew. But it was revealed to me, um, you know, eventually even in the vision or when I woke up by the Holy Spirit that you were talking to God in that moment and not the person you thought you were talking to. And so I remember one particular dream vision. I was talking to um, my papa and, you know, who's deceased. And um, and it was like it was kind of like over the phone, like um, so we weren't in person. It was only over the phone. And my pop up said, "I'm a little confused uh, because you you're you you text me something asking me for something small, and I'm trying to give you something big. I don't, I don't understand." And I was like, "Oh no, pop pop, it's it's okay. If you just give me this little bit, I'll be all right." And and my pop pop was like. No, you not understand what I'm saying. And I said, Papa, I do. You you saying that I'm, you know, but I, I don't need that big. And, and, my, and basically what God was saying to me in the vision was, uh, and he made it very clear. He said, I only have this big amount. I got this big result. So let's say in terms of dollar signs. So I said, you know, hey, Papa, like, for example, I said, hey, Papa, um, I don't know. Let's say, Papa, can I have a hundred dollars? My papa says, uh, no, let's say 50. Papa, can I have $50? Uh, my papa says, well, I only got 100. Oh, I don't need the whole 100. You can just give me the 50. And my papa says, no, you don't understand. I only have 100. Meaning, you got to get your faith up to ask me for what I have to give you. I'm telling you, I have 100 to give you. I'm not telling you I have 100 so that you... Uh, keep your faith small and not believe for the big result. Not believe that I have something bigger for you. I'm telling you, I only have a hundred. So therefore, you need to be asking me for the whole hundred. Then ask me for the small fifty dollars. I'm not breaking the hundred dollars to give you fifty dollars. I have a hundred. Do you want the hundred or not? And so when 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 God basically through my pop pop spoke to me that clearly it was like oh it kind of shook me like oh wow and and then I woke up and God said write it down. But there's another vision where God came to me through um, the form of a, of a, I would say a motherly figure. Somebody at the church who had passed away that was dear to my heart. And she sat down next to me. She took me to a spa in, in, this, in the vision. She took me to a spa. She said, I'm covering all the charges. And I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> I've been to a spa in a while. Thank you so much. I used to love going to the spa. Before I went to my Joe Wilderness season. And so and I, told my, I went through bankruptcy and all that before. So I said, you know, oh, thank you, man. I ain't been to a spot so long. You know, I'm a love spot. And so she sat down to me while we were waiting um, to be taken to the back to be serviced. As the woman was like getting everything together. And there were more people coming um, in our group. And so she sat down to, next to me and she held me. And I kind of just laid down on her like a, like a, again, a mama bear and a, and a um, baby bear. And she said to me, uh, now, baby. What is it that you desire? What is it that you want? And again, I <laughs> I was thinking small. Oh, well, you know, it, 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 it's not that, you know, it's just, I, we could just do this little thing over here. And she smiled at me and just kind of patted my shoulder again and said, ba baby, ass bigger. Okay. <laughs> Basically, ass bigger. And I woke up, got to me, write it down, and got 
basically dealt on me of I got big results for you but as long as you keep thinking small and only willing to take small steps you will never stretch your faith to for the larger you never stretch your faith to leap bounds to get to the big result I have for you and so I say all that to say in Nehemiah's story but also in my story um I had to stretch my faith to say you know what here is this big thing, God, that you want to do in my life. And I really do desire for you to do that in my life. And so I got to stretch my faith to start walking it out. I understand, God, that you took your time with me in one season, which he did. Small step after small step after small step. I said that in the beginning of this uh, message. But now God's been showing me, all right, now it's time to take some leaps. You didn't went small step long enough. Now it's time to take some leaps. And you got to hold on to the word I have for you, that I have big results for you, and walk it out. Even if you can't see how it's going to work out. Believe that I have for you. I worked it out before. I'm going to do it again. You are my ambassador. I got big results for you. I don't want you to stay small-minded small anymore. And so even with Nehemiah, you know, God had for him to do something big. Now, Nehemiah only thought... I'm paraphrasing Nehemiah's story, but you got to paraphrase, excuse me, Nehemiah's story. You got to go read it for yourself. But Nehemiah only thought that, okay, I'm just going to go back to Jerusalem and build up the walls. And I'm going to come back and serve the king in the capacity I once was serving him. Excuse me. And what Nehemiah saw was God had bigger plans. And I think Nehemiah was the king's, um, the king's armor bearer or something like that. Uh, again, you got to go read um, Nehemiah starting at the first chapter to get like all the background story. But he thought he was going to go back to the same job he once had. And God had other plans. God had bigger results for him. So not only when Nehemiah went to start rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and God gave him small steps to take on how to do it if you go read uh into nehemiah chapter three you see that he breaks down like he puts the, these few people here and they start working on the sheep gate and then he puts some few few people here and they start working on the doors and then some people over here start working on this portion of the wall and some people and he and, and some people over here worked on the beans and and all that like he basically was able to manage all the people and the capacity they needed to be in in order to build up the, the walls of Jerusalem. The project that he was working on. But at the end of that. Because they finished it in record time of 52 days. Even though the enemy was coming up against them. Every step of the way. They managed to finish it. And when they finished. He thought he was going to go back to his regular job. And God said no I have bigger results for you. Since you managed this few. Since you m managed to um, steward well. This little assignment I gave you. This small step I gave you. I didn't have a bigger result. And he actually became the governor of the region. And so look at that. He literally went from the cup bearer. The armor bearer excuse me. If you will. Just basically a servant under the king. And in a lowly capacity. To being the governor. Of a whole region. Before when he was just the armor bearer for the king. He didn't have um, that leadership responsibility. He wasn't a leader in no capacity. He was just doing that small job over there. But God said stop thinking small today. Like I said all that to tell you today. <laughs> stop thinking small. God got bigger for you. Big results for you. As his, as his ambassadors. 
But it is your choice to receive the blessing, to receive the word, to receive the promise that he has for you and walk it out. Even if that means you got to start small with the small faith of a mustard seed that you have. God says, okay, but there's going to come a time where you're going to be stretched past your small limit. He'll take you step by step, but you'll be stretched past that small limit to do bigger things. And you got to trust that when God sends you out, he doesn't send you out alone. We learn about that in, um, in, I think that's, uh, that is in Matthew chapter 10. We learn about how, uh, God doesn't send them out alone. He sends them out two at a time. So right now you may be alone doing the work by yourself as I was, as Nehemiah first started out doing the work by himself. But along the way, God will send more workers, more help to, to help you in whatever area capacity he has for you to do the job he's calling you to do, to do the assignment he's calling you to do. But it's about working the small steps right now first by yourself in order to get the, to the big results. Even when it ties into your faith. For those of you out there that's like, uh, you know, I'm new to the faith um, or I'm being renewed back to the faith. I want to learn how to read the Bible and and grow to hear God for myself. Okay, he will start you all small. You got to be disciplined enough to want it bad enough to do the work. There are too many free Bible apps out here. Aside of Bibles you can buy online, but there are too many free Bible apps out here that you can just easily download on your phone and start reading. But the choice is your to be disciplined and intentional about doing it. If you won't discipline yourself to do it, God says, I can't even take you to the level you really want to be at, that you know you desire to be at, because you talk about it all the time. God says, I can't take you there because you won't even do the small step first. I got big results for you, but you got to work the small step first. And so I have more to say, but I'm going to wrap it up right now. Um, I hope you jotted down the scriptures I gave you because I know this time I didn't actually read too much scripture. Um, but we, man, we overtime, y'all. But I pray that this was a good message for you anyway. And so you're like, it's it's cool, girl. I enjoyed the message. <laughs> so um, I know I said, didn't say a prayer earlier. I pray that this message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your life. I pray that you will receive this message and not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word as well. I pray that you will take the small steps that God is presented in front of you in order to get to the big results that you intend and that you desire to have. I pray that God will help you along the way and will show you how he's helping you so that you're able to give God glory every step of the way. I pray that you never leave the path and that you truly become the kingdom ambassador that he has always desired for you to be. May he continue to bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you, to turn to you. May you see God's glory. May he show you his favor and fill your heart, your mind, your soul with his divine peace that only comes from the father. In Jesus name, I pray all these things be kind of done. Amen. Take care. God bless. Love you guys. Bye.